Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. What's going on, Bears fans? This is Nicholas Moriano, and I'm alongside my good friend, David Sivia, who graduated from NIU in broadcast journalism, and we're here giving you our camp report from day seven of Bears training camp. David, this is your first time here at Bourbon A. This year. This year. This year, first timer. What, what was your initial takeaways just from the entire practice? It's awesome to see how fast the defense flies around. Yeah. Uh, you kind of read about it, you hear some of the stories that get wrote after every day, and how good you know the carryover has been. They are fast. There's so many plays where the D-line, you know what I mean, are already in the quarterback's space, and essentially the play would be dead. You know, they run it to get, oh, yeah. to get the throw off, but um, Khalil Mack, just, he's a bully out there. Uh, Keem Hicks is just massive, and you really, I really noticed Leonard Floyd um, how he stepped up you know what I mean his uh, pass rush repertoire if you will mm-hmm. really you could tell he's getting better and it's just the whole crew you know yeah I mean I think that's a big thing once the pads came on for the Bears uh, in day three I believe you really saw this defense just kind of open up and become the defense that we're all accustomed to from last season right. so this regression talk that articles have been oh. written about I don't know. It just just, doesn't show him. There's just so many different levels to the Bears' defense. You know, you have the established veterans like Hicks and Mack, um, and then you have guys who are going to still be developing. You know, Eddie Jackson in the secondary, Roquan at the middle linebacker position. um, Bilal Nichols. Yeah, up front. You know what I mean? He'll be a name where I think you'll start hearing it more just because he's going to work his way into a position. Um, One of the other things that just I noticed – you know what I mean? Roquan Smith, the sideline to sideline coverage is up close and personal. It's awesome to see. You know, uh, late in practice during the uh, team drill, um, actually, he went up, uh, was contested by Adam Shaheen. It was kind of one of the yeah. box out, go up and get it type plays. Uh, Roquan got his hand in there and it led to a Prince of Mukamura interception. So you really see that type of stuff uh, in his development. You know what I mean? We didn't have he didn't have a training camp last no. year, and he still put up awesome numbers. I believe it was like 120 something tackles, um, and so many pass breakups and whatnot. Uh, I think having a full tr- year uh, 
training camp under his belt, we'll see the development. I don't think there's a whole lot of regression that's going to be taking place. I don't either. And the play that David was alluding to is a team drill in the red zone where it's the first team offense versus the first team defense. Mitch Trubisky throws a fade route to uh, Adam Shaheen and Roquan Smith, like you said, gets his hands in there, ends up in Prince of Mukamara's hands, then at some point got lateral to Eddie Goldman, yeah. who takes it back for six of the that, opposite end zone. Yeah. Hey. How's it going, you guys? Yeah, that was a really cool thing to see. You could tell these guys are having fun out there. Um, you know, Prince had, you know, was dead in his tracks, but you know what I mean? It was the last rep for the first team. And, you know, Eddie uh, Goldman was standing about uh, midfield. And, you know what I mean? His eyes lit uh, wide up when he got the ball. You could tell the big guy doesn't really see it as much, but you know what I mean? Uh, they hustled down 60, 70 yards, uh, and the entire defense joined them. You can tell these guys are having fun flying around out there. They definitely are. And like we were talking about Cleo Mack earlier. There was a play where David Montgomery gets through the line of scrimmage, is going towards the left corner of the end zone. Of course, number 52 is just trailing behind him, ready to poke the yeah. ball out. I think that might just be a, you know, a veteran move, you know, not letting the rookies get comfortable. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, it was, you know, Khalil Mack never gives up on a play mm -hmm. and he did not let the rookie you know what I mean, uh, get his little time in the spotlight just to get to the goal line. You know what I mean? I think that just, just some uh, him being a veteran and, you know what I mean, <laughs> not letting the rooks be comfortable. Exactly. And you know what? Throughout training camp, each and every day. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep. All night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Whenever the defense comes over, number 52, Khalil Mack is always the first one oh, yeah. running to you and, know these team drills. He's ready. I, we, uh, you, uh, we've kind of noticed it together. You know what I mean? Um, Khalil Mack, you know, full-on sprint yep. once they got into the team drill. You know, Leonard Floyd was kind of right there, but there was no one even close to him, like, afterwards. it's You love to see it because he's essentially the heart and at least the heart, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Some other players on the defense are the soul, the beat, and whatnot. But uh, it's I, I don't think he's going to, you know, he these guys have a chip on their shoulders, and they're really showing it by flying around out there. Yeah, and, and you know, I obviously Cleo Mack is the highest paid defensive player in the league and you know how some players may get their money and oh. you know they they depends on how they kind of carry themselves Cleo Mack's the same person regardless of the money going to lead by example and that's what you want to see out of the number three best player in the league according yeah, to the NFL 100 percent um he has a chip on his shoulder obviously you know what I mean they're looking to go farther this year than they did last um and they want to play at that same high level and it's awesome to see um, you know what I mean? Uh, just the tenacity throughout the entire D, you know what I mean? A lot of opportunistic plays. Uh, Prince had two picks, you know what I mean? Yeah, in today's practice, yep. Uh, Allen Robinson, it looked like he lost his footing a little bit, but Prince was right there, you know what I mean? He didn't lose stride on one of Mitch's throws, so... Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, might as well just kind of stick with this defense, kind of the, the other takeaways. Uh, like you just alluded to, Prince Mukmar did have two interceptions, took advantage of that Allen Robinson slip-up. 
Um, in terms of Kyle Fuller, the other starting corner, we didn't really see much from him in this practice. I know in the one-on-one -on -one drills that were on the opposite end from where we were at, I know Javon Williams got the better of him in a one-on-one -on -one drill, but... Yeah, but you know what I mean? These guys are out there competing every day. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it's just going to be competition, you know what I mean? One player is not going to win every matchup. Um, and that was going to be one of the things I brought up next is just how deep the wide receiving core is. Yeah. Um, you look out there and, you know, Javon Wims, you know, he's really uh, come a long way, you know, for being a sixth or seventh round pick. Yeah, seventh um, round, yeah. Riley Ridley was out there. He made some real good catches too. Um, you know, there's just competition all over the field, you know. Uh, Taylor Gabriel going down the field against a Leonard Floyd, you know what I mean? Just the size comparison. You see how fast he is. Um I hear, you hear a lot of things about, you know, is the offense going to take that next step? They're going against the best defense in the league. So if even, you know what I mean, the offense wins half of the time, you know, that's still a pretty good success rate. Yeah, and that's what we got to make sure we're always being accountable for with this offense going against this defense. It's not one that's easy to pass against. These corners are, you know, really good in the secondary, and what you got ha Clint Dix, and Eddie Jackson back there. So it's no cakewalk regardless of the day of the practice for this right. offense. And the addition of HaHa, -Ha, you kind of saw it right now, just having two safeties that could cover a lot of ground. Like, obviously, we saw last year what Eddie, or the last two years, what Eddie Jackson can do. Um, and his range is unbelievable. But, you know, HaHa -Ha really gives you a little bit more cushion. Mm -hmm. um, Kyle Fuller and Prince are pretty lucky to have two safeties. Um, back there who, you know what I mean, have a pretty good range. Yeah, and that allows these corners to, you know, take more of those risks, those opportunities to jump these routes when yeah. you have two guys that have the range that they do. Yeah. But I think uh, you mentioned a good point about the wide receivers and Riley Ridley. Today was really the first day that we saw a lot of action from him because yesterday was the first time he was actually in full pads, good to go. He made a lot of catches today, mostly with the second team, third team offenses, but he was out there being targeted from right. Chase Daniel, Tyler Bray. That's what you want to kind of see. Yeah, he's he's taking advantage of the reps that he's given. You Absolutely. know what I mean? When he, when his number was called upon, you know, I believe he might have had a drop. A drop, yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? I know there's two or three plays where they were pretty uh, – you know, difficult snags, you know what I mean? That Over he, Duke Shelley, yeah, he was in he, coverage there. That he went and finished. Um, it's just awesome to see, you know. These guys are out there challenging each other, uh, pushing each other, um, and it'll be real nice to see, you know, how deep the uh, skill positions are. You know, something else we noticed is Cord uh, Cordero Patterson, just go, yeah. how versatile he's kind of been lining up. Um, took a lot of snaps at running back, uh, had him in the slot, had him on the outside. Uh, a lot of impressive catches. I believe there was like two, three stretch, uh, play stretch in a row where, you know what I mean, it was a handoff, a catch, and, a you know, another handoff to Cordero in different, you know, uh, formations. Yeah, and that's like the good thing about Cordero Patterson being the versatile guy that he is. Like, he, in earlier on in practice, very to start off, he was repping with the, the running backs, just getting handoff drills. Then he'll go to the wide receivers working with them, and then the sequence of plays you just mentioned he gets a handoff is able to go burst uh, up the left side for a big gain then he gets a pass uh on the left side of the field for a good gain in the in the passing game so just showing the versatility for cordero patterson and what matt Nagy can do with him and that creativeness it's going to be awesome to see the added wrinkle that gets put in you know what i mean they had a lot of so much versatility last year um with Tariq and how they used uh you know trey burton and all the different weapons, but just to have another guy who's just going to be, uh, you know, teams, you can't game plan, you know what I mean? For all these weapons. For, 
It's, you can't take them all the way. It's going to be very difficult. It is, and that's a good thing for the Bears and a bad thing for the 31 other teams that are in the NFL, You know, for sure. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Um, one of the other things, you know what I mean, that just really stood out was uh, some tight end play. Yeah. Um, not having Trey Burton on the field really is kind of... It, it's getting it's, interesting. Yeah, 100%. Um, Adam Shaheen, you know what I mean, he's been dealing with the lower back. You know what I mean? He had some work done on it. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, some massaging and whatnot. While yeah, they got was, the like, massage on... gun out earlier, and Adam Shaheen was just kind of doing that to himself. Yeah, when he was like on the uh, sideline side there. Uh, you know what I mean? He had a few checkdown receptions. Uh, the two guys, there was two backups who uh, undrafted free agents, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know who really were uh, stepping up on second and third team. But uh, the depth on the tight end. You know what I mean? Uh, something to monitor you yeah. know, going forward. And I know early on Adam Shaheen had a drop. I tweeted that out. And that, he's really, he was like picking up from yesterday. But there really wasn't a lot from that first string, the first string tight ends. Ben Broniker, yeah. I think, had a couple catches. But it was mostly the guy who had like the practice of his life was Ellis Richardson, uh, backup, backup tight end. He did most of his work, obviously, with the third team offense. But in terms of the tight end play overall, most of the production came from the backups as opposed to, you know, the starters that were in. And, I mean, it's not a, that's an issue when you have Adam Shaheen still coming back from injury. Trey Burton didn't practice again. We'll see if maybe the Bears alluded to as to why he's still not out there practicing, maybe just precautionary for week one. Obviously, he's coming off surgery this offseason. But, yeah, not much from the first string tight ends today. No, uh, the good thing that I think it is doing is kind of solidifying you know what I mean? Showing the Bears what they have if they need to hold on to something mm -hmm. outside of, you know, like we had mentioned, Trey Burton, Adam Shaheen, Ben Broniker, um, and whatever the project you want to say about Bradley Soul. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't think Soul should be anywhere considered a tight end, you know, but... He's working on it. I mean, throughout this training camp, these practices, we, we see him kind of putting the, the extra work in when maybe the rest of the tight ends, the group are right. doing some team drills. or whatever. He's out there trying to just catch the ball, look like a tight end. And like, I did, I would say like the first day I saw him out there, you know, he did look, uh, you know, a little clunky with his routes, right. but still I, adjusting to a new position. Correct. I don't necessarily think that they're going to purposely put him out there to be a pass catching tight end mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're going to be using it for a heavy set load um you know in the run game and stuff like that so they don't have to technically you know what i mean declare another lineman eligible um but at the same time you know what i mean it's he's a project um and that's essentially you know what you kind of expected out of him. yeah being a former offensive lineman going to tight end so a bit of a transition there David, we have to talk, and everybody always wants to know, how, how is Mitch Trubisky looking? Uh, what were your just initial takeaways seeing him in your first practice at Bourbon 8? Well, he looks pretty fluid in his motions, you know what I mean? Going through the drills, you could tell um, athletically, uh, he's just way more talented, uh, gifted, gifted talently mm -hmm. than someone, say, uh, Chase Daniels or Tyler Bray. Um, the fluidity of his movements and everything is awesome. When he was in team, he, he wasn't really forcing anything. Uh, it, I wouldn't necessarily say he had a bad practice. He did get picked off twice. Uh, one, like we mentioned earlier, where Allen Robinson had a little miss foot. Up, yep. Yeah, but, and Prince just stayed on it. And then uh, the second Prince pick. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to see. I, the pieces are in place 
for him to take that next step. People worry about how he performs in camp. But like we were talking about earlier, you have the number one defense, returning defense, across from you. It's hard to be putting together, you know what I mean, good, consistent practices when you have the, you know, arguably the best player in the NFL and Cleo Mack. Rushing after you and, every play. And, you know what I mean, just so much talent on Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. The other side of the ball, um, when we get into games where, you know what I mean, they're not facing, you know, the people on the same team, I, I'm pretty sure we'll be fine. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for Mitch Trubisky today, the Bears were not in full pads. They just had helmets and shorts on today. I thought he looked pretty decent. I think that he was accurate, decisive with his throws, knew where he wanted to go. Like we alluded, he got picked off in that one play, and he gave an opportunity to Adam Shaheen to the other one. It was good ball placement. It yeah, wasn't right. a bad decision. Just a hell of a play by Roquan Smith there. So I think Trubisky had a good practice, showed what you wanted to see from him. I know we joked early on where Mitch was just warming up and they had uh, two coaches, one on each side, and he threw to his left. I'm like, oh, that destroys the narrative. He can throw to his left. But I think Mitch Trubisky overall had a decent practice today, and that's your, your really your Mitch update. Um, was there anything, and I know offensive line play is so tough to gauge, especially in these practices when, one, the defense really can't get after it and kind of go to the quarterback, but was there anything that maybe stood out to you out of all facets of the offensive line, first, second, or third string? Just how, you know what I mean, there's a lot of competition, and from they're, they're going to be trying to get those offensive linemen out into space to block for these more shifty guys, you know, the David Montgomery is the farthest thing from Jordan Howard. Oh, yeah. Mike Davis, you know what I mean? He is a pretty, you know what I mean, um, A-back, B-gap running back. But he has some shift in him, too. And obviously, we know what Tariq Cohen can do. They're going to be looking to have these guys out in space mm -hmm. um, from what it seems like. Or at least from today's installment of camp. Yeah, remember when it was, who were the three offensive linemen that went out on Essentially, that? Essentially, it was uh, uh, your center, James Daniels. Kyle Long and uh, Bobby Massey all, you know what I mean? Guy out in space Five, in front. six yards off the hash up in front. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know what I mean? Um, get, put people in front of, you know, the small, shifty, speedy guys see and let them, go, let, let them go and see what they could do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no. When you have those offensive linemen in front of you, regardless of who the running back is, right. I think you're going to gain some positive yardage oh, there. And then we saw in team, too, you know what I mean? Uh, Tariq Cohen took a pass off the flat turned it up the sideline and just dusted everyone yeah you know yeah. what i mean give him a lane and you know what i mean he'll do the rest yeah and it was kyle fuller it was um buster screen looked like they had good angles on tree cohen but when he gets to that edge and is able to turn up field there's not many people in the league right. that can get that right angle on tree cohen it seems like he just puts it into the next gear and he just turns it on yeah, absolutely. And um, just kind of sticking with the running backs here because we mentioned Cohen. Montgomery, I didn't see too much from him today, but where I did notice uh, him just flourish, and he's been doing it all camp, is when he goes vertical. Uh, like you just said, he's the furthest thing from Jordan Howard. He was split out wide and caught a simple hitch route. You would have never seen that from Jordan Howard. If anything, Jordan Howard's out there to maybe block on some kind of screen or something like right. that. Right. You know what I mean? Just to have the ability to throw a running back 
you know what I mean, out on the numbers. Yep. Um, and have him kind of, you know, work against the linebacker. Um, it's just something the Bears haven't had in quite some time. Since Matt Forte, probably. Yeah, 100%. Um, just Montgomery's a powerful running back. He kind of runs like Maurice Jones drew in a sense. You know what low, I mean? Low, low pass low, level. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to try to bowl you over, but he has uh, good shiftiness and, you know what I mean, um, hands to where he's going to be effective in the run game. Yeah, so I mean that that's really the I guess the bigger takeaway. And it's hard to gauge with these running backs too when they're not in pads. Uh Montgomery didn't have those opportunities to really lower the shoulder and bounce off tackles right. this practice, but we have seen it. I know everyone's seen the video where he ran over about four dudes uh in just a running play there. But those are kind of the big takeaways on the offense. I don't think we're really forgetting anything. Riley really had a good practice. Uh Alice Richardson had a really good practice. Mitch Mitch looked good. But I think those are really, you know, the bigger takeaways on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, again, we, we talked about it. This defense just looks aggressive, playing fast. Khalil Mack, when you have a guy that's leaning by example, the rest of the defense really just kind of follows that by, you know, example. You're right. Everyone's elevating their game. You know what I mean? We saw it two years ago. They were a great defense. And then you bring that type of player with that type of energy and that type of leadership, everyone is picking up their game. Yeah, it's awesome to see, you know, and it's it's just leading to just better competition on the field. We saw it with um, Prince and Anthony Miller. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They were doing, they were lined up across from each other for two, one too many plays, and these guys were yeah. jawing at each other. John, there's a little shove at the end there. I'm pretty sure everything's all good. Oh, I yeah. know someone it's, mentioned it's, it's, like the culture, like the, the Bears player shouldn't be doing this. That's just competition. They both, you know, got in each other's face, and that's, that's quite all right. It's team competition, you know. Uh, as soon as Thursday comes, and they're all wearing, you know what I mean? Same, same uniform, same uniform, yeah. and they have, you know, a different team lined up against them. Everything, all of that stuff's going to go out the window, you know what I mean? Um, Prince had a great year last night, and you know what I mean? He's, play, he's trying to elevate the other guys to, you know, rise to that level. Because mm -hmm. if they could beat the defense... You know who's gonna stop? Them? Exactly. If you can, be, if the Bears' offense can, you know, beat this. There's not a lot of teams that they can't go up against, uh, regardless of the week, and you know, dominate. And that's what we want to see. And I think today was a good practice from, you know, overall in general, a good practice from offense, defense. What was interesting today, David, and you know, being the one time that you'll be able to come to training camp, you didn't get to see the kickers make yeah. kick field goals. This is the first time out of all the times that I've been here. And now seven days that the Bears did not have uh, Elliot Fry or Eddie Pinheiro kick field goals. The only thing they kind of worked on, not unless by the time we left they, they kicked the field goal, I doubt it, was uh, they worked on some onside kicks. Correct. Yeah. Um, it is kind of, you know what I mean? You kind of want to buy into the storylines and everything, see how everyone's doing. Um, not real sure what, what's the whole point with that, but. You know, I thought it was interesting because the Bears released their first official depth chart today. You know, they didn't have you know a uh, kicker one, kicker two. Yeah. Um, the starting kicker position actually says uh, Eddie Pinheiro or Elliot Fry. Right. So there's they, no. They're not giving any of these guys. You know what I mean? A nod or a, you know they're not showing that one's in the lead, kind of letting them get the chip on their shoulder. They're letting these guys go out and compete. It's going to be something where they determine it you know, week four of the preseason. Um, yeah, how do you feel? Do you want, so I we asked I asked Will on an earlier podcast, would you rather have one guy just kind of 
take away this, run with this competition and be the guy and another one fades out? Or would you rather have it, they're neck and neck all the way to the end and then you have to determine, like you said, by week four? Is I'm, there a preference there? I'm fine with, you know what I mean, a neck and neck battle. It's one of those things, it's just like you want, competition brings out the best in everyone. Um, let these guys earn it. Let them prove to you that, you know what I mean, they're the kicker that should be on the team at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be interesting how it plays out because here at training camp, when the kickers get out there, it's not time to go to the bathroom, not time to go get a burger or food or a drink. Get, Everybody is I watching. I guarantee, you know what I mean, uh, there's 31 other teams and no one follows the kicker competition Quite like as here. closely as they are right here in Bourbon A. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting thing to watch. Too bad we didn't get to see it today. Um, you know, before we kind of collect all of our thoughts here, we have to announce the winner. I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday because my phone crapped out on me, overheated, and I had to do some unorthodox podcast kind of walking around. So I didn't have a chance to announce the winner of the 500th reviewer on the Apple iTunes. So random draw came out to reviewer Doug Father. Um, and Doug Father, you are the winner of the Free Bears jersey. What you can do, you can either uh, reach us uh, on Twitter on a DM, uh, send a message on the Facebook page, or you can email Will at will at chicagoaudible.com. Uh, get in contact with us. Your free jersey is waiting for you, and hopefully if you're going to a preseason game or if you're going to a game, you'll have that by, uh, well, soon, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> soon I, whatever and we were actually talking about the jerseys before we came in it's just nice to see so many like current players that people are representing yeah most definitely you know last year when i was here two years ago you would see a lot of urlachers a lot of julius peppers fortes uh cutlers you know what i mean um there it's just cool to see that you know what i mean and jersey sales you know they have players that you know the fans are wanting to see a lot of Khalil Mack. You know you saw some Eddie Jackson. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just awesome to see that they have players that are marketable. You know what I mean? That are drawing fans in. You know what I mean? It's just growing the organization. Yeah, and these are players that are you know fundamental for the the Bears' success moving forward. And it's great to see that the fan base is kind of getting behind that. How's it going, you guys? Good. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just wanted to come up and say hi to you. Oh, oh hey, hey, yeah, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, nothing much. What's your name? David. David? Nick. Nick. Nice to meet you. I'm David as well. <laughs> David and David. Yeah. Kind of do it. We're doing a live podcast, but people are walking by, so it's great to... I watched a couple of the days last, for the last week, so... Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, we've been doing this every day, just kind of <laughs> update after practice, but... Yeah, thanks. Thanks for supporting and yeah, no problem. Keep you, on watching. Yeah, man. keep yeah, on well, watching. Thank you. Hey, you guys, you guys have a good rest yeah. of your day. Yep, bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Love to hear it. You know, that's just what kind of happens. Uh, in person, live podcasts. Oh, it's just people, so, it's all a part of the atmosphere, yeah. man. Uh, you know what I mean? Obviously, within the last, probably since I was six, you know what I mean? We had some pretty up and down, uh, up and down <laughs> years, man. Um, the atmosphere out here is just awesome everyone is just getting behind this team because they know what it's capable of absolutely i mean the the sky's the limit for this bears team especially in 2019 and it's great that the bears are you know a team that's relevant again relevant and can has super bowl aspirations that's for damn sure yeah it, it was nice to actually you know we saw it during practice another thing you know bill barnwell i know you said you're not a big fan he's espn you know analysis um, you put the 
top five most likely teams to see an increase and then top five teams in his opinion to see a decrease and with him always being so you know um not against the bears but just but a little bit you know, <laughs> yeah um you know what i mean the bears weren't one of them it was the rams the saints the cowboys um just of overall throughout the league so the guy might not like the bears all too much but at least at the very least you know what I mean? Those, those, those were three other division yeah, NFC. winning NFC teams last year. And he thinks they're all going to get worse. Hey, so, as long as the Bears aren't on that list, I mean, to, again, his opinion. But I, I think the Bears are in, are in good shape. David, was there not just kind of trying to recollect all of our thoughts here? Anything else that everybody needs to hear? This is the last day that I'll be here, the Chicago Audible will be recovering yeah, really, camp. Uh, the Bears, you know, they're wrapping up camp after this weekend anyway. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just to remind everyone that football's back. You, There's training camps essentially over. These guys are going to be at Hallis Hall come next week. And this is where, you know, the process really starts. Uh, the veterans who need to lock their spots in. The undrafted free agents who need to make their opinions you know what I mean? Make their impressions, you know, stronger. Yep. This is where, you know, the going gets tough and the tough get going. Yeah. You know, uh, we're really blessed to have such a, two really good first units. You know what I mean? But for the guys who, you know what I mean, are kind of fighting for those spots, it's it's time. You know what I it's, mean? It's time to make some plays, make some la good lasting impressions, and they can do that starting Thursday against the Carolina Panthers for their first preseason game of the season. And then... Like David just said, football will be officially back. And that was uh, probably a good way to end this podcast because, uh, you know, fans just honked their uh, yeah. honked and Yeah, but like you said, it, it's been a good time here at Bourbonnet and football is back. But I think that's going to conclude it for, for this episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in. Uh, checking out these reports. Thank you, David, for first time around the podcast. Thank you for having me. You know and what I mean? Chatting with you about, you know, the best thing in the world, Bears football, is always a pleasure. You know what I mean? And I can't wait to see what happens from here, from going here forward. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just going to wrap it up. Again, thank you for everybody tuning in. And we'll see you on Thursday when we have our post first post-game podcast of the year after the Bears come on dominate the carolina panthers but until next time bear down chicago